When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Don't forget to add yourself to the stream. What's up, Movie Trivia Schmodown fans? Welcome to the official episode of the Movie Trivia Schmodown. Welcome to the Schmodown Rundown, episode 241. Believe it or not, my name is The Boat, Brad Gilmore, and here we are. Oh, my God, you're my dream boat, for sure. Brad Gilmore, I mean, You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about. We are fresh off of the live event of the month. The first live event of the month. Uh, not including the FCL. We just saw the Schmodown throwdown. We saw an undercard of Peggy Govins taking on Rick DeRay Duratus, baby. And then we saw an unforgettable main event for several different reasons. Um, in the Star Wars division between Andrew DeMolanta and Alex the Demon Demon. Let's... um. I, I want to start. Let's start. You know, I know the event is still going on. There's going to be a special Q and A uh, occurring, but let's let's just start from where where we just left off. Um, talking about last night, we were talking about Rick the Rager Radis and and Peggy Gubbins, and I, I expected that to be a fun match. You know, I didn't think that it would be the barn burner that it turned out to be. I mean, these are two players who are still rookies in in the league. Um, let me see. Do I have a green screen on? I do. There it is. Um, these are two players who are still rookies in the league. And um, I think, uh, I think, uh, what, what was Ryan Kramer talking about? Ryan, explain yourself. These were two uh, rookies in the league who obviously had, you know, interesting stories. And, and Rick the Ray Durant his old character. And how do you not root for Pe- Peggy Gubbins? And uh, they went out there and I think that they both, even in a loss for Peggy, I think that they both proved why they were drafted into the MTS proper this uh, during this draft period because both of these players obviously have knowledge. And I think that more than in any other round in that first uh, match, more than any other round, was they really showed what they had when it came to that, um, when it came to that sudden death. When it came to the sudden death, the, the Halle Berry comic book question uh, was great. The John Carter question was great. And every time, and even the, the, the Mel Brooks question that I don't think either one of them got, one said Gene Wilder and, and the other one said, uh, I don't remember. But even that, those those were all really great questions. So hats off to PJ and the writers on that one. But I really thought that that showed the grit. That showed the grit of both players. And Rick the Rage Radis, as Christian Harloff alluded to, uh, oh, my daddy, oh, as the engineer at large said, right there, um, 
we all doubted the Finstock Exchange. I think that I made no bones about the fact that I was a little bit questionable. I think I thought their roster choices were a little bit questionable uh, after the draft. And this is something that we've talked about here on the rundown. And they came through, and they've shown us even even with the even with the sweet brother Lomas loss, they've shown us that they're still the goods. You know, uh, Finstock has made a hell of a season. I mean, getting the return of JTE, who has gone on to beat Ben Goddard in singles and then gone on to um, form Rushmore with John Roca and lay it down the way they've been laying it down. I'm telling you, they um, they they have proven that they are more than, you know, what they were on paper. On paper, we were like, man, it's, it's JTE, it's John Roca, and it's... Barbarian, who I was the highest on last season, and I still am high on Barbarian. But it was those three guys surrounded by a bunch of rookies. You know, what, what's going to happen here? You know, what, what, what can they possibly do? And they're putting together a great season. Now, um, I know that they put the rankings up, and I tried to get a copy of them prior to going live, and I could not procure that. So I'm assuming, I'm assuming that what's on the, uh, Let's see, brackets, division records, rankings, draft HQ. Somebody tell me what the um, rankings are right now as far as the teams because I was trying to pull it up. But nevertheless, Finstock is in a familiar position that he was last year, and that's in the conversation. And the fact that we doubted Gucci at all, now we all have egg on our face. I want to go back to Peggy Govins. Peggy Govins had the opportunity to win this match. And she had this opportunity to win this match with her five-point question. And it was a quotes, movie quotes question from an Oliver Stone film. No context other than, you know, we have to step up when we have to step up or whatever the quote was. I'm paraphrasing. Without any context, that's like a nearly impossible. It was a nearly impossible thing to answer. Uh, unless you know a movie like Wall Street back and forth, which sure is is a famous Oliver Stone film. But, you know, when I'm starting thinking of those quotes, I'm thinking of the JFKs and the even W. I was thinking W. Um, I was thinking all these other movies. And for some reason, Wall Street wasn't fresh on my brain. And I can understand why Peggy Govins didn't go for it either. And that would have won her the game. Nevertheless, into overtime, you lose in overtime, you really can't hang your head too much about that. And I think that that was the overall thing. And sometimes we get a little too sentimental about losses. Um, however, I thought that that was really, 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 really a, a, a tough five for anybody. Yeah, I'm with you in the chat right now. This is what Sweet Tank, I, you know, I'm famously terrible at pronouncing names, just so you know. Uh, don't ever ask me to read like a commencement or you know the names at a graduation. It's it's not going to go well. But Sweet Tank Sahai, Sahi Sahai, tough. I have no idea. Maybe it's a famous line. Again, I've seen, I've seen a a lot of Oliver Stone films. I've seen that movie several times, and it's not like the five point uh, question was in what movie in what Oliver Stone movie do you hear greed is good that's a famous line from wall street the the one that i heard never ne never even crossed my mind uh alan smithy says i guessed world trade center was that an oliver stone movie world trade center was an oliver stone movie am i thinking of the right movie 
The one with Charles Sheen and Whoopi Goldberg? Or is that not the movie you're talking about? I don't remember World Trade Center, then, if that's not the right movie. Um, ne- ne- nevertheless, Tim Sims says, I've seen... Let's see. Tim Sims says, I've seen a snippet of Wall Street with that line somehow on YouTube. Okay. Haskell420 says, Brad, I believe Gordon says that to Bud. Well, I mean, I'm assuming. I'm assuming that Gordon said it to Bud. Nevertheless, it, it wasn't... It wasn't one of the lines that you walk off with. What's even the other line from that movie? There's another line from Wall Street that they quote all the time, and even in the sequel, Money Never Sleeps, when Gordon Gecko runs into Bud at you know some dinner party, they they quote it together to one another. Um, nevertheless, nevertheless, tough, tough five. That was a tough five. So Peggy Gubbins, obviously all of us were like, what? Uh, so Peggy Gubbins, I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at you. Um, I'm not mad at you at all. Okay, Nick Cage and Michael Pena as a firefighter on 9-11. What movie am I talking about? What movie am I talking about with Charlie Sheen and Whoopi Goldberg? I thought that that was World Trade Center. Somebody tell me. Um, nevertheless, that's a t- that was a tough pull. So Peggy Gubbins moving on. Um, she's gonna get she's gonna get a big win, I'm sure, eventually sometime. And then uh, Rick the Ray Gerardus, baby. Let me tell you something about this daddy right here. Rick the Ray Gerardus. He is uh he is winding down with kings and queens, and he is slipping alleys and dines on pork and beans, baby. He is riding on the edge of a lightning bolt. Woo! You know? Yeah, that's right. I said that. Uh, Rick Radis, to me. If he can continue this and continue to improve, because I, I mean, I called his first, I've called his first match, I think, his first match, and he was good, you know, like greed, <laughs> but he wasn't great, right? Um, he wasn't great. And this one, in this match, I said, okay, Radis character, personality, promo, trivia, knowledge. And. The expert tutelage. The expert tutelage from somebody like Bobby Gucci. We got to give the man his props when he when he needs his props. And guess what, Jeremy Miller? He sounds like Dusty to me. Every time I think of Rick the Ray Gerardus, baby, I thought sounded like the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. The common man, the son of a plumber. You know, that's who I start thinking of. Give him some yellow polka dots, daddy. Do it and do it right now. Um, so anyway. That's what I thought. Oh, Peggy Gubbins was is in the chat. Peggy, what's up, Peggy? Uh, Wall Street never crossed my mind, honestly. I thought Natural Born Killer, Any Given Sunday, JFK, sounded like something Jim Morrison would say, uh, would have said to Pan when he climbed for her uh, when he climbed her balcony. Yeah, I mean, I can follow that logic. JFK was on my mind. I recently watched Any Given Sunday. Line didn't stand out to me. Haven't seen Natural Born Killer in a very long time. Um, same goes for Wall Street and even The Doors. So. You really just had to go through your your Oliver Stone's you know greatest hits and figure out which way you were going to go with it, and and you had to you know hope and pray. And Peggy, you 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 did obviously the best that you you could, and um, I think that again you have nothing nothing uh, but greatness. Yeah, Peggy, if you wanna if you wanna come if you wanna come in and talk about the match, you can come talk about the match. Hit me up, hit me up on the on the Twitter, and uh, I'll send you a link. Nevertheless, um, great match by by both players. And when you go into overtime again, that's what you tend to expect. But let's talk about and and we'll see if Peggy joins us joins in. But let's talk about what we just saw. But before we do, 
before we do, let me holler at the chat real quick. Let's see what everybody says um, in the chat. The exchange is at 20 points right now, so they're climbing the board. Uh, they're, they're, they're climbing the board. Charlie Sheen and Whoopi Goldberg. I don't know what movie they're in together. I swear there was one. I swear there was one. Yeah, Jeremy Miller. 9-11 from 2017. See, I knew it was something. I knew it was something to deal with with the World Trade Center. So I did get the movie wrong. I think that 9-11 from 2017 was probably like a terrible film, if I remember correct. Um, Where else we got? Peggy played a great game overall. Radis does not sound like Dusty. Yes, he does. Peggy's next opponent had better watch out. Thomas Harper, brother, do I agree with you? Do I agree with you? Especially when you come back from an overtime loss, you you have that much more grit, that much more grit. And um, I think Peggy Gummins is going to come kill it. So I'm, I'm, I'm pro Peggy, pro Peggy, very pro Peggy on this one. Um, Brian, Brian says, if Rager within the FCL, what's competitive would you like to see him faith off against Daddy? I'd like to see Rick the Rager Radis face the dynasty David Campbell because I feel like the talking between those two sweet, sweet, sweet turkeys. I don't know what I'm saying. Those two sweet turkeys, Daddy. I feel like they would make they would make movie trivia magic together, baby. That's what the American dream has to say. And I'd like for one of them to do, you know, because David Campbell has a legendary great accent. Uh, Rick the Rager Radis has a great accent as well. I would like to mix them up. And I would like Rick the Rager Radis to not do like a, a fake Dusty. I'd like him to do the Macho Man, Randy Savage. I'm too at the end and I'm too cold to hold, okay? Uh -huh. Dig it! My plan is no plan. Uh -huh. I'd like to see him take that on. And then I would like to see David Campbell do his best, um, his best Dusty Rhodes. Or Hulk Hogan. Or um, who's another? Uh, the Rock. He could do a Rock impression. Stone Cold Steve Austin. He could do any of those. He could do any of those. So we'll see. Um, Christian Hardesty says, when you and Frank going to match up against POV when they stop being scurred? Frank Gilmore and this bitch. Pretty much. When they stop being scurred? I'm ready. I'm ready. Um, Jacoby Bancroft says, Becky, um, should be a contender for rookie of the year. Sure. That'd be, that's going to be, whoa, the toughest uh, rookie of the year race ever, 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 ever. Um, there's so many great options already. And Jacoby is, is toward the top of that list. He's definitely towards the top of that list. So good job there, Becky. Um, the view with Drew, the view with Drew. Did you hear that Tom Cruise may replace RDJ and Dr. Strange too? I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, Tim Sim with the 299. Says, I can't believe Gucci's madness has a reason. What, brother, you can't doubt. This is what I always say. This is one of the things that I always talk about whenever something like this comes up about doubting somebody who has a track record. I have news for everybody watching this stream right now. Greatness never goes on sale. Ever. Greatness never goes on sale. And Bobby Gucci has been consistently great since he entered the movie Trivia Shmoda. He has been consistently great. And greatness never goes on sale. We can doubt him. We can say he's a buffoon. He's an imbecile. He's an idiot savant. 
The guy has figured it out. He has figured it out. And he has he has listened to the people around him. Any great coach, any great leader, anybody will tell you, you have to surround yourself by people who will tell you like it is, keep it funky with you. But at the end of the day, they need to give you the information that you need to take the lead. That's the same with any president of the United States, with any coach of any major sporting event. Um, they've, they've always listened to their players and they've trusted their players and they've trusted the process. And greatness never goes on sale. So right now, I gotta, you know. Gooch. I can't say Gooch, that sounds weird. Gucci, my man. All, all the love and respect. All the love and respect for you, for Barbarian, for John Roca. So far, it's worked. And Harloff called me out, and he called Frank out and said that we were, you know, we were two people who doubted, doubted um, Bobby Gucci. And, um, you know, I, I, I look, look, I can admit when I'm wrong. And we're about to talk about the main event. And I'm going to admit being wrong again. And I'm going to have to issue a couple of apologies and things like this. But um, um, the chat is, is on fire right now. Thomas Harper says, what's the dossier's paid count to up to this point? 4,624 pages, perhaps. Perhaps. Who else is in here? Um, way too early to say who the rookie of the year is. Great season so far. That says Melissa. Melissa, sure. I just think there are some contenders. Jacob London? Psh. Jacob London has been a beast. Both in, in the match that we saw him in um, earlier this season and in the free-for-all. Jacob London looks like he could be that guy. He was one of the ones who, I think I said this on the show before, he was one of the guys who I was looking at, oh yeah, yeah, they said Boat, who do you say is Rookie of the Year? I'm going to make the case for Jacob London. I'm going to make a case for Jacob London. Because um, he really, he really um, has impressed me, and he was one of those guys who, when the draft board came up, I said, oh, and I knew I was doing the FCL. I said, I think I even had this conversation with the, with the league. I said, I hope no one gets Jacob London. I want him. I can craft my entire game plan around this man. And um, I tried to do that. I tried to do that. Um, yes, yes. I'm saying right now, rookie of the year. God, man, can I, let me pull up. Because I'm getting, I'm getting questions about this. Let me pull up the factions here. I want to look at all the names. Who do y'all think rookie of the year is? Put it in the chat. Put it in the chat. So Brian says, I picked the right person. Newman? Ty? Yeah, I agree with those. God, that's what I'm saying. It's such a it's such a difficult race. And I agree, Fool's Gill. It's just way too early to call. Oh, Thomas Harper. He has to be in the conversation. I mean, and Thomas, I know you're probably watching the show. Not like top of the list, but you're in the conversation. You know, once you have a few more matches under your belt, sure. Newman is definitely someone, Griffin Newman. Um, let's look at the factions real quick. Rosters. Okay, we're pulling this up. On the den. Yeah, Thomas Harper sticks out. Uh, I mean, Jess Schloth was, was pretty impressive. You know, Peggy Gummins took a loss, so that might knock her down. I'm looking through the dungeon here. Dungeon, do they? No. 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 I'm interested to see what my boy Chris Van Vliet still does. I'm still interested in that. Flickinger, you know, obviously not in that conversation. 
Uh, King Khan, maybe. I don't know. Ty Lieberman, it was great. Rick Raddus. Hey, hey, you know what? You know what? Can we put some respect on Rick Raddus's name? Can we? He deserves to be in the conversation. He's 2-0. and He's 2-0. and Rick the Rager Raddus is 2-0. and How can you not put him in there? How can you not? Um, oh, look. Look, entertainment, show on Entertainment Network. Raddus first to go 2-0. and How, how do you, how to, how can you, how can you uh, defy that logic there? I think that that's solid. So anyway, rookie of the year conversation is, is always one of my favorites. And I somehow, after doing this show for what, three, four years, I don't even know how long I've been doing it, however long I've been doing it and actually helping cultivate the next class of rookies, I still never get this right. <laughs> I never get it right. I always have my favorite and then they dwindle off. I mean, because remember, this time last year, Ben Goddard was the odds-on, hands-down. He was going to get the Rookie of the Year. You know, and then we saw how the rest of the season played out. So we have to wait. We have to wait. It's one of those things. Let me turn on the fan. I'm getting, I'm getting too worked up. I'm getting too worked up here. My fan is unplugged. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Let's talk about this main event. This main event, without a doubt, is the Great Scott moment of the night. Can I get a Great Scott? Scott. It's the Great Scott moment of the night. It's the Great Scott moment of the night for several, a multitude, a plethora, a cornucopia of reasons. But I need to say this first. I need to say this first. Last night, Schmodown Rundown, even though I dropped my phone 45,000 times, I forgot my laptop at an undisclosed location, but I retrieved it, as you can see. Uh, oh, I missed a super chat. Hold on. Re, re super chat it. Where is it? Tim Sim. Dagan, tell me what your your super chat was. I don't see it anywhere. I don't see it anywhere in the in the in the stream. Resend it. Okay. Last night though, Frank said, "You know, pick pick them. Who you got?" And I said, "You know." There's no way I can see a world in which Alex Damon loses twice. Now, I did not think it was a fluke. I will say this. I I do not think it was a fluke that Andrew Demolanta won. I mean, you could see that this guy had champion written all over him when he was battling Ace Cabrera in the um in the tournament last year, the Twitch tournament. You could see that. I will say this though. I, I didn't think that Alex Damon would allow be a, would allow himself or allow anyone to beat him twice in a row after being so dominant for so long. And as I always do, I'm going to give you a sporting reference. There was a great fight that happened several years ago that saw two of the two, the two best, in my opinion, at the time. Heavyweights in boxing going at it. This was Tyson Fury taking on the bronze bomber Deontay Wilder one. And that fight went all the way. And in this in this scenario, I'm making Demolanta, Tyson Fury, and I'm making I'm making Alex Damon. Deontay Wilder. 
But this is what Dagan just send me the send it to me. Send it again. That don't you know, don't pay for it again, but tell me what you said in the chat. And I know Cine fan that Alex lost twice to Mike, but I'm talking about Star Wars. Okay? Know your role. Love you. That fight was incredible. Right? That fight was incredible. Their first encounter. And it actually ended in a draw, but everybody had Tyson Fury winning that fight, but barely. Literally by the skin of his teeth. Even though it was official draw, it looked like from everybody who's a opinion who's knowledgeable about the sport of boxing, that Tyson Fury got him, but barely. Barely. Maybe by one round, right? But barely. And it was enough to say, you know, draw or he barely lost. It was enough to say, okay, Tyson Fury was good that night. But maybe Deontay Wilder, you know, maybe he was just having an off night and he didn't do anything, you know, that he normally would. Because this man was never defeated, knocking everybody out. And Tyson Fury took him the distance. And it was a, it was, it was a little weird. We, we weren't used to it. And that's what I saw in their first encounter. Demolanta and Damon. I really did. I I thought that this was one where, although Andrew Demolanta was a credible fighter and he won that match, you thought, okay, well, it's one point. This is Alex Damon. The pedigree is there. And I think that Andrew Demolanta would agree to this. And he would accept this. You know, not as fact, but he would accept that people would say, Maybe maybe he 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 won, but barely. And Alex Damon still is as great as we know him to be. Okay. Now, February of 2020, I found myself in Las Vegas, Nevada, and I found myself at the rematch of that fight. Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury, and I saw. Tyson Fury silenced any doubter. He silenced him. He went out there and he completely dominated. And he dominated to the point of there was really nothing Deontay Wilder could have done about it. He was in another zone. That night he was on another level. And these are the still the two best that heavyweight boxing had to offer and has to offer. But I remember watching that fight and saying, this one was over before it started. And what should have been the red flag to everybody in this match was Alex Damon missing the first question. Nobody wants to do this. I've talked about it before. When you sit down and you take a test, you get to the first question and you're like, oh, I don't know this. You feel a certain way. And I think that's how Alex Damon felt. I want to break it down, but Ringer Ryerson. Ringer Ryerson. With the 2000 Icelandic. Those Star Wars questions were so hard that even Damon and Demolanta were struggling. I didn't know that that was possible. Great job, PJ and the question writers. Yeah, I mean, we're going to talk about a couple of the questions, or at least one of them, that had some controversy that I think is stupid. And that you're a moron. Not a moron, but just a, an idiot that came from upbringing. If, you, if The fact that that 
question about Obi-Wan was even, even a thing, right? But when you miss that first question, you have to feel pretty good if you're Andrew DiMolanta. And then when you go out through the match and then you miss a question, and now it's time, and then he misses a question, and then you miss a question, all in round number one, this was not the same game that we saw last time, you know, where it was, where it was no... Uh, no stops, 51-50, all the way through, right? And um, when we when we were experiencing that, when we were experiencing that, I thought, okay, this isn't this isn't going to be the, the sequel that we thought it was going to be. And I loved it. I loved that it. it wasn't the same. Oh my gosh, I loved it so much. There were stakes. You know, you know, you know that part in Batman versus Superman. I know. Hold on, Ultimate Edition, maybe. Where he says, "Do you bleed? You will." These two guys were bleeding, and I couldn't believe my eyes. I couldn't believe my eyes. I couldn't believe that there was information about the galaxy far, far away that these two people did not know about. Again, hats off to PJ and the, and the question writer. And we and we go on through it. That second round was rough for Alex Damon, obviously. And he said he got too cocky. It happens. However, you got to think a little bit schmurder when you're, when you're playing this championship match. And I think he was thinking, I think that he was thinking, hey, I got to take big swings. Big bucks stepping out of big trucks to quote Rick Ross, right? I know that's what he was thinking. However, this game is all about strategy. All about strategy. Sorry if my connection looks a little wonky right here. I don't know why. I'm in Ethernet. This is crazy. I got to figure this out. I got to figure this out. Anyway. I thought that he should have checked the multiple. But that's me. That's me. I don't know what y'all think of the chat. I thought he should have checked the multiple. He didn't. Andrew DeMolana capitalized, which you had to know he was going to do. Had to know that he was going to do. And to have, you know, only, what was it, a two-point advantage? I think our four-point advantage going into the second half of round one? Crazy. So crazy. Oh, thanks, Tim. I thought I was having a wonky connection. Um, And then you see that that's when Dimelanta ran, ran the score up, and he put numbers on the board. And it looked like we may have been in need of a mercy rule. Uh, Jake Berlin. Jake Berlin, you, I mean, if you want to join, you can join. I mean, I haven't checked my phone. I should have done that because I, 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 I told uh, Gubbins to hop on. Sorry, Peggy. Hold on, did you tweet me? Oh, you did. Okay, she didn't want to come on yet. But uh, Jake Berlin, let me say this. You have yet to respond to the challenge that Frank and I laid out to you and your The View crew. And until I get some type of verbal response, I don't want to have any of you. I don't care. I don't care what you have to say. So know your role and shut your mouth. 
Nevertheless, love you, Jamie. Not really, but sort of. Nevertheless, when Andrew Demelon starts running up the boards, you could tell he he didn't want to say it, but he knew. He knew that this was a wrap. I knew it was a wrap. We had seen crazier things before. We had seen crazier things before. We had seen crazier things before in comebacks in five-round matches. However, however, I didn't think, I didn't think that, um, I didn't think that Alex Damon really had uh, the phrase that we say in Texas, snowball's chance in hell of coming back from that. And it was weird to, oh, I was literally about to say this, Jeremy Miller, we are synced. It was weird watching Alex Damon look like he was cooked. And he and, and everyone kind of knew it. Even Roxy was doing, again, let's, I gotta give Roxy love. Y'all know that's my girl, but I gotta give her love. I gotta give her love because she was pumping that man up and she was doing everything that she could to keep him in the game. He was trying to, he was trying to push it all out and, and, and keep it, keep it going. But um, I I didn't think that uh, I I think I didn't think that he he knew in his heart, he knew in his heart that it was over. But how are you gonna tell a man he can't go out there and do what he does best? So he tries to make the comeback. There's an eight point deficit. They go into the third round. Third round, they both bet three. They both get it. Squid Lake, I believe, was the answer. And then we go into the speed round. Now in the speed round, let's talk about it. Demolante gets one wrong. Which one did he get wrong? How many times is the Obi Wan, or how many actors have portrayed Obi Wan on screen? He said two. He was thinking of uh, uh, the, the, the live action Star Wars films. Charlotte Guinness, uh, Sir Ian McGregor. I don't think he's a sir, but I wanted to say it anyway. And then that, those are the people he was thinking of. He did not think about. The Clone Wars. Now, I'm not one to, you know, brag at all, but this is one I actually knew. I didn't know any other question from Star Wars tonight. I knew that one. Nevertheless, it was a great tr- question. Um, I don't even think it was really that tricky, as 123Narnia says. I don't think it was that tricky at all. I thought the trickier one, how many times and how many films, how many films, um, did the character Luke Skywalker appear in? And when he said seven, I was like, seven? Seven? I was like, oh, yeah. And am I right in Revenge of the Sith? Is that what we're talking about? Oh, no, no, no. Is he in Clone Wars? No, I don't know. I thought it was like, you know, the two twins at the end of Revenge of the Sith, right? Is that what we're talking about? I'm not a Star Wars guy. But I thought that was tricky. Because it was sequel trilogy, the original trilogy, was it Revenge of the Sith? Somebody tell me in the chat. I think that I'm right on that. I thought that was a tricky question, though, nevertheless. Um, but uh, I said Ewan McGregor, not Ian. Who said Ian? I didn't say Ian. Is it Ewan? I mean, look, I'm, excuse me. I am from the South. I might say things differently. But Ewan McGregor. Ewan? Do y'all say Ewan? I say Ewan. Sorry. I say Ewan McGregor. You and Ewan, I'm from the South. Leave me alone. Um, okay, he was Revenge of the Sith. 
I thought that was a trickier one. I thought that one was trickier. Um, yeah, they weren't born in Cloverboard. So that's what I thought. It was Revenge of the Sith. Thank you. That was a really tricky question. Shout out to PJ and them. Um, nevertheless, I was really, really, really impressed by both of them trying to come back in that speed round. Alex Damon at least is in striking distance. He does what he needs to do in round five. Bounces back to Damon. I mean, to Demolanta. Demolanta only has hits the two and the three. And he does. He does. He used one repeat. I thought for a second maybe he didn't know it. But joke was on me. He knew it the entire time. And he went out there and rocked it. And and still. And still. And the guy. Not only did he go out there, you know, as, as Ric Flair always said, to be the man, you got to beat the man. Not only did he do that, he beat him twice. In a row. Now, don't mistake this. We're going to see this again. We are without a doubt going to see these two battle one more time. It's just a matter of when, not if. Nevertheless, I enjoyed I enjoyed both of these matches. I almost like this one more than the first one. Now, you can't get this one without the first one. It's kind of like the Dark Knight. I like the Dark Knight more than Batman Begins, but I can't get the Dark Knight without Batman Begins. I like this one more than the first one. 5150 is legendary. But I love, you know me, I, I don't love just high stat battles. I love back and forth slobber knockers, as JR would say. So, man, that those are my thoughts. Those are really my thoughts about everything that I saw this evening. Um, Jeremy Miller says Andrew DeMolanta might be the Star Wars GOAT now. I can't say that. I cannot say that. Ali lost. Jordan never lost in the finals, but he lost. Right? He lost. LeBron has lost. Kobe lost. They're still goats. Right? You know what I mean? St. Pierre lost. Right? You know, John Jones technically lost. Daniel Cormier lost. Conor McGregor lost. It's too early to talk about him being the goat. Way too early. Tim Sam with the $5. If the Merxist Shazam reclaims the team title from Odd Couple, the Stars could be in trouble. Sure. 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 I agree. I mean, yeah. I mean, if I'm stuck on a foreign island, you know, without my cell phone, I could be in trouble. You know what I'm saying? How am I going to get help? And what am I going to get a couple sea turtles? Try to ride off in the sunset like Jack Sparrow? I don't think so. I don't think so. Does that make any sense? I don't think so. <laughs> it's it's late over here. So anyway, those those are my those are really my thoughts. Merle lost. Thank you, Narnia. Merle lost. I, I I'm 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 losing it on here. I am losing it a little bit. It's late, and I've been up since. I don't know, 4 o'clock this morning. So it's a little late. Nevertheless, I um, I think it's time to wrap it up because I'm getting out of the delusion. So, this has been the Schmodown Rundown, episode 241. What are your thoughts on what happened? What are your thoughts on Andrew Demolata, Alex Damon 2? You know, what happened? What happened? Jake Berlin says you'll be able to eat from Andrew Demolanta on POV Monday. What do you mean you'll be able to eat, Jake? I feel like you 
have the same amount of sleep that I had last night by typing that, which means not a lot. Not a lot. Okay? But shout out to everyone in the chat. Shout out to Tim Sim. I'll be on his show soon. Shout out to uh, Haskell420 for always holding it down. Joshua Barnett. I know I didn't know what he was saying either. Jake Berlin, thank you for the odd uh, typo. Everybody who's been hanging out in the chat, this has been the Schmodown Rundown. Right, good morning, bitch. Oh my God, you're my dreamboat, for sure. And we'll see you all with Frankie Numbers next week. We out.